I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark and Mowing in the Light podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter. Thank you for tuning in to another Faith Friday episode. Guys, it is a beautiful day outside. It's rainy. It's cloudy. There's not a stitch of sunshine in the sky. It's miserable. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh man, oh these little weather reports I do in the morning. They're funny. But anyway, guys, it's a great day anyway, no matter if the sun's shining or not. It's a great day. Uh, Today, we are finishing up our series in 1 John. And so it's a a good day. Uh, We're finishing up another book of the Bible, which is awesome. I think that's great. We have been at this for a long time now. Not the 1 John, but going through these books of the Bible. And so I'm really glad that you guys have stuck with me through all of this stuff, through Philippians, through Romans, and now first through First John. I don't know where we're going after this, but uh, I will decide that soon. So uh, before next week, probably, uh, I do have some ideas of maybe some people, some guests that I'd like to have on on these Faith Friday episodes to kind of walk us through their faith story, their journey through faith and uh, and kind of get some other perspectives on, on just their journey. Maybe it'll help you and it might be interesting. So I'm thinking about how I can logistically do that and things like that. So we're getting ready for things like that, just planning in the planning stages. So that will be nice. That will kind of break up these, these Bible episodes a little bit, which is going to be great. But I really like doing the, the, the Bible study episodes because it's, it's getting God's word into your ears. And I really, really enjoy that. And just by the listenership, it seems like you enjoy it too. Uh, some big news that that I got this past week was um, with my podcast, I have something uh, added on to it called Chartable. And it Chartable tracks your podcast because there's charts. Just like in radio, there's, there's music charts, you know, well, there's podcast charts. And for this Faith Friday episode, these episodes rank 649th in the United States on the, on the spirituality and faith charts. And worldwide, it ranks 651th. On the, that is really exciting news. I, I'm ecstatic about that. Um, I think that's awesome. There's a lot of faith and spirituality podcasts out there. I'm really excited that this one has made it to 649th in the United States. That's impressive. I'm really, really proud of that number, but I'm not going for numbers. All right. I, I, I don't focus on the numbers. I'm not going to change anything here just to serve the numbers. I'm doing this because I feel that this is what God has called me to do with the platform that I have. So whatever God wants to do with it is fine with me. I'm not focusing on the the numbers. All right. 
I haven't changed anything. You know that. If you've been watching or listening for any length of time, you know that I haven't changed anything on these Faith Friday episodes. And God is just using it and growing it. They are still the the most popular episodes on my podcast for Mowing in the Dark. And that's a lawn care podcast. And then I have Mowing in the Light, which isn't nearly as popular. Not a lot of people have found it, but those who have really enjoy it. And so I'm I'm encouraged that God is using this podcast to reach people. And the, the interesting thing is, is that when I look at who's listening, all right, now I can't see who's listening, but I can see the different countries that are listening. And there's countries like Indonesia and, and, and uh, Africa and Germany and even Russia has a few listens now. That is really encouraging to me because some of these countries, they don't have a Bible. Some of the people that are listening may not have a Bible. They might not be able to, to hold on to God's word and read it. Maybe they're not allowed to have it but they can hear it through this podcast. That is encouraging to me. That That is what makes, it just gives me all the feels. So if you're listening in another country, um, you know, overseas or whatever, welcome to the podcast. Just know that I know that you're listening and uh, I really appreciate it. And I hope these these episodes are impacting your life. All right. With all that being said, let's get started into our our uh, Faith Friday podcast today. So we are jumping into 1 John chapter 5, and this is the last chapter of 1 John, and we're not going to go into 2 John or 3 John because they're so small, they, they would only do one episode each, and there's just not a ton of meat in there that I can bring out. Another person, maybe a pastor, could bring out a lot more stuff than I have the ability to do, that God has given me the ability to do. So we're not going to go into those, at least not right now. Maybe later down the road, I will jump into those, but they would only be one podcast episode anyway. So let's jump into 1 John chapter 5. Now, before we get started, I want to give my disclaimer. I am not a Bible scholar. I'm not a pastor. I'm not, I'm not called to be a pastor. I, I just love the word of God. I, I haven't been to Bible school. I haven't studied this stuff for years and years and years. I've just been studying it over the last really two years. And so I just love the word of God and I want to get it from the, the Bible into your ears, whatever that looks like. If you're watching online on Rumble, uh, these Faith Friday episodes, you can only find them on Rumble, but you can find them there. If you're listening on the podcast and you want to watch them, you can watch them on Rumble. Um, Or if you're watching on Rumble and you want to hear it on a podcast, you can find it at Mowing in the Dark Lawn Care Podcast, wherever you find podcasts, or you can find it on Mowing in the Light. And you can find all of these 
on Mowing in the Light. And it's only the Faith Friday episodes on the Mowing in the Light podcast. Now, the Mowing in the Light podcast, don't let the name fool you. It's not really a lawn care podcast at all. It is just the Faith Friday episodes. So you might hear a little something about my business from time to time in those episodes, but it's really just about the Faith Friday episodes. So if you just listen for these Faith Friday episodes, like I know there are some people at my church that just listen to the Faith Friday episodes, they could care less about my lawn care business. I encourage them to go to the Mowing in the Light podcast because they're just going to get those and they can binge listen if they want. All right. So without any further ado, let's jump into 1 John chapter 5. The way I do this, just to explain it if you're new, is we start at verse 1, I read all the way through to the end of the chapter, and then we go back to the beginning and I break it down verse by verse. Okay, and sometimes I use a commentary. I will probably use a commentary today, but let's jump into it and see what God has for us. 1 John chapter 5. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commandments. This is love for God, to obey his commands. And his commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And the three are in agreement. We accept man's testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God, which he has given about his Son. Everyone who believes in the Son of God has this testimony in his heart. Anyone who does not believe God has made him out to be a liar, because he has not believed the testimony God has given about his Son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked him asked of him. If anyone sees his brother commit a sin that does not lead to death, he should pray and God will give him life. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. This is a sin that leads to there is a sin that leads to death. I am not saying that he should pray about that. All wrongdoing is sin, and there is sin that does not lead to death. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who was born of God keeps him safe, 
and the evil one cannot harm him. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. We know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Dear children, keep yourselves from idols. And that ends 1 John. So, let's go back to verse 1. All right, I'm going to be looking down here a little bit. But before we jump into first one, I do have to pay the bills for this podcast. And so I am going to play an ad here. And it is associated with my lawn care business. Uh, If you're listening on the podcast, you can fast forward through it if you would like. But I do need to play the sponsored ad. So here we go. As a lawn care provider, do you want to make a year-round income? Are you worried at the end of the lawn care season because you don't know how you're going to make it through the winter? Then you need to check out the 12-month contract from the Mowing in the Dark podcast. This is the same contract that Aaron uses to grow his lawn care business. This 100% editable 12-month contract template is available for only $5.99. The contract has rock-solid terms and conditions, so you are protected from all kinds of liability in lawn maintenance and snow removal. Get your 12-month contract at mowinginthedarkpodcast.com today. All right, let's go back to verse 1. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. So what what John is saying here, it's very simple. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Now, sometimes I struggle with this, you know, because we hear things coming from those who are worldly that they believe that Jesus is the Son of God, or that, um, that, well, Maybe, maybe we don't. I don't, I find that hard. I just find it hard. Maybe, I don't know. It it seems like I hear that, but maybe he's talking about belief, like true belief. And maybe those who are acting very worldly and continue in sin, maybe they don't actually believe it. Maybe they just give lip service. I don't know. I struggle with this. Um, and so it's hard to know, for me, it's hard to know, uh, to, to understand that and to believe that. But let me read it again. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. So, I mean, I'm just going to take the Bible at face value here. Anyone who says that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. That That's what I'm going to take from it. That's what I'm going to take. All right, verse two. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. So if we love one another, if we love fellow believers, the way we do that and how we show that and how we know that is by loving God and obeying what he commands us to do. 
you know, and the only way to know how to, what he commands us to do is to read his word. So we got to be in the word. All right. Verse three, this is love for God to obey his commands and his commands are not burdensome. I find this to be very true, but the thing is when last week I shared my testimony on here. So it, I think I shared it last week. Maybe it was the week before. I don't remember. But anyway, if you haven't heard that, you can go back and check it out. But before I really understood the gospel and really understood that, okay, now I I believe that I am saved. I believe that I didn't truly get saved, that I didn't truly accept the gospel until about two years ago. And so... Uh, but I, I accepted Jesus into my heart when I was like 11 or 12. So it's been that whole time I struggled with habitual sin and I couldn't break it until I truly understood the gospel. And so I think that's what John is kind of saying here. This verse three, this is the love of God, love this is love for God to obey his commands and his commands are not burdensome. So when I was 12 through whatever, 39, we'll say 39. Um, I felt like God's commands were burdensome. Like I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And I, you can't, you can't keep God's commands without him. You can't do it. And so I was struggling against it and it just, it wasn't working. I had no success over sin, no, no victory over sin until I truly understood and accepted the gospel. Then I had victory. So I think that is part of, of what he's saying here is that the commands aren't burdensome if you're in Christ, if you believe the gospel, but they are burdensome if you don't. All right. Verse four, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that that has overcome the world. So if we, if we believe the gospel and we, we obey God's commands and they're not burdensome, that's the victory that overcomes the world. God. It's it's the gospel. That is the victory that overcomes the world. Verse 5. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Again, it's the gospel. That's the victory we have over the world. Jesus is the one that overcomes the world. And so if we accept the gospel and we accept Jesus as the Son of God, we can latch on to Jesus. We are in Jesus. We are with him. We are co-overcomers, shall we say, in overcoming the world. That is really good news. Verse 6. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. And what he's talking about here is the crucifixion and Jesus' baptism. So Jesus was baptized in water by John the Baptist. The Holy Spirit came down like a dove. And then at the the end of Jesus' ministry, 
He was crucified. So there's blood, water and blood. And we also have the spirit, the spirit of God coming down on Jesus. He did, uh, verse six, continuing, he did not come by water only. So he wasn't just baptized and voila, no, but by water and blood, he had to shed his blood. His blood had to be shed for our forgiveness. He's the final atoning sacrifice. And it is the spirit who testifies because the spirit is the truth. So the spirit testifies to us that Jesus was brought from, was came with water and blood to overcome the world. All right. And it's the spirit that testifies that it's the spirit that proclaims that it's the spirit that has given that information to us. Verse seven, for there are three that testify. All right. So there's three verse eight, the spirit, the water and the blood. And the three are in agreement. Verse nine, we accept man's testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God, which he has given about his son. So we accept man's testimony, but God's testimony is even greater. So just like, just like I was saying in the intro here, where I want to have people on to talk about their faith journey, um, those stories are, are great. And and we can accept those, but God's testimony is way better than that. Way better than man's testimony. All right. So let's go on. Verse 10. Anyone who believes in the son of God has this testimony in his heart. Anyone who does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because he has not believed the testimony God has given about his son. So anyone who believes in the son of God has this testimony in his heart. What testimony? The testimony that God has given through his son or about his son through the water and the blood and the spirit. Anyone that does not believe that God makes them out to be a liar because hello, it's true. That's what John's saying here. It's true. Jesus actually came. He actually was baptized. He actually had the spirit of God come down on him like a dove. He did actually be, he actually was crucified, gave up his life for us so that we could live. Verse 11, and this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. That's the testimony. All right, let's go back to verse 10. Anyone who believes his son in the son of God has this testimony in his heart. Okay. What's the testimony? Well, I went over a little bit ahead in verse seven, eight, and nine, but now let's go back down to verse 11. And this is the testimony. Now, John actually tells us the testimony. God has given us eternal life. That's the testimony. And this life is in his son. Who's his son? Jesus Christ. Verse 12. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. So if you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, you have life. You have life in Jesus, in God. 
If you do not believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you do not have life. You can believe in God, a higher power, all you want to. But John is saying here, if you don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you don't have life. Verse 13. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. He's writing this to believers. We, we learned that when we did the very first episode on 1 John, that 1 John is not specific to a group of people other than believers. It's just, he just states that it's written to believers. And so we are believers. And he's writing this to encourage people from when he wrote this, you know, however many years ago, 2,000, 3,000 years ago, we don't know. I mean, I'm sure it says here. I'm, I'm sure we went over that in the intro. But <laughs> but anyway, he's written it for encouragement for the believers all the way up till today and beyond. So that we know that we are children of God. Verse 14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Okay, so that's the confidence that we have, that if we ask anything, he hears us. Okay, the next verse, I, I, I like the verse, I do, but it, it's been taken way too far, I believe, and, and it's it's been used by the prosperity gospel pushers to say that whatever you ask for, you will receive. So if you ask for a Bentley, you know, a really fancy car, God's going to give it to you. If you ask for millions of dollars, God is going to give it to you. Let's read it. Let's read it. Verse 15. And if we know that he hears us, Whatever we ask, we know that we have whatever we ask of him. So we know that we have whatever we ask of him. But I wish what John would have said is if it's in accordance with his will. Because there are times when someone having a million dollars is not in God's will. Because they're not going to use it properly. They may even fall away. Because they get sucked into the money. All they want, all they see is money and dollar signs. Maybe maybe that is not God's will for your life. We have to understand that. Let's keep going here. And I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to read into God's word what, what is not being said here. So I don't, you know, I, I don't want to add to the word. But I just wish that John would have said in accordance with his will. He didn't say that, though. He didn't say that. So we can have confidence that God hears us and that we have what we ask him of. We have what we asked of him. That's what the word says. All right. So we have to take it at that. We have to take it at his word. Verse 16. If anyone sees his brother commit a sin that does not lead to death, he should pray and God will give him life. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. 
there is a sin that leads to death. I am not saying that he should pray about that. All right, now this verse kind of stumped me for a little bit here, and so I went to my commentary, the Believer's Bible Commentary, and I looked it up, and it's really lengthy, a really lengthy answer that he gives here, William McDonald gives. In fact, it's almost a whole page. And so basically, what what I'm going to give you is just what they say they believe is the the uh, sin that leads to death. And, and we'll leave it at that. If you want to look this up, if you want to do some research on it online, it is 1 John verse 16. You can look that up and study it for yourself. But the, the, the sin that leads to death, what I believe the sin that leads to death is, is someone who claims to be a Christian and, and has been in church, and then they decide that I no longer believe in Jesus Christ. I don't want to believe in him. I, I, I think that's a false thing. I don't want to believe in him. I don't believe Jesus is the son of God. And I'm walking away from, from God, from Jesus. I'm walking away from that. And I'm no longer a believer. I believe that is what John is saying here is the, the sin that leads to death. What, what that is really assumed to be called is blaspheming the Holy Spirit. And that is the sin that leads to death. And, uh, and John is not saying that we should pray about that. Now, I would disagree with that. I would say you need to pray for that person. However, it, it is a sin that leads to death, blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Now, we don't know exactly what that looks like. We don't know exactly what that is. Um, it, it, it's confused scholars and people alike for many, 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 many years, but we just know that there is a sin that leads to death. All right. And so we want to stay as far away from that as possible. All right. Uh, but there is sins that don't lead to death, which is interesting to me as well. All right. So let's keep going here. Verse 17, all wrongdoing is sin. All right. So he, he's explaining what wrongdoing is, what sin is. And there is sin that does not lead to death. Again, I don't understand it. I don't claim to understand it. But there is sin. We have to take, like I said before, we have to take it at its word here. We have to take John at his word. We have to take God at his word. Verse 18. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who was born of God keeps him safe, and the evil one cannot harm him. All right, so there's two things in here that I really want to bring out in this verse. Okay, first, we know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. What John is talking about here, and we talked about this in, I think it was uh, chapter 4 or chapter 3, is habitual sin. Continuing to do the same sin over and over and over and over again and not having victory over that sin, not being able to break that cycle. Those who are in Christ, they break that cycle. They have the power to break that cycle. Just like in my life, I had habitual sin from the time I was 12 to the time I was 39, and I could not break that sin, no matter how hard I try. I could not break it until I believed the gospel and understood the gospel. And so, 
that's the first thing I want to bring out. And then he says, the one who was born of God keeps him safe. The evil one cannot harm him. All right. There's, this is the second thing I want to bring out is that there I've seen videos on Instagram, on YouTube of people that are having demons cast out of them who are supposedly believers. All right. This is saying, John is saying the one who was born of God keeps him safe. All right. The one who was born of God keeps him safe. Jesus Christ, the one who was born of God and the evil one cannot harm him. So let me read the whole thing. Verse 18. We know that anyone born of God does not continue in sin. The one who was born. Okay. So he's talking about us here, not Jesus, but us. The one who was born of God keeps him safe. And that's a little confusing sentence there. The one who is born of God keeps him safe. That's a little confusing of a sentence, but I believe it's saying that God keeps us safe. All right. And the evil one cannot harm him. So he brings a little bit more clarity there. So I believe that if you are born of God, the evil one, demons, they cannot infest your life. That's what I believe. I do not believe that a born again Christian has demons inside of them. I do not believe that. I don't. Because because of this verse right here. God keeps us safe and the evil one cannot harm him. All right? The evil one can't harm us. If we are born of Jesus Christ, if we are born of God. Verse 19. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. Again, he's making it more clear here. The whole world is under the control of the evil one. We are under the control of God the Father and the Spirit and the Son, Jesus Christ. That's, again, he keeps us safe. We know also Verse 20, we know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. So again, he's just wrapping it up here, and we are in him who is true. So if you believe the truth and you have the truth, the evil one cannot harm you. And then the last verse here, verse 21, and it makes me think that there was more to the letter of 1 John than, than what's here, than what we have, because this is a strange ending. Dear children, keep yourselves from idols, period, mic drop, done. And so it's a little strange. So that makes me believe that maybe there was more to the book, the, the letter that first John, that John wrote here that we don't have, that we couldn't find. We don't have the written, the written manuscripts of that, but that's a good thing to, to know is dear children, keep yourselves from idols, period, case closed, end of discussion. All right. And that's the end of first John right there. So I, I really, that, that verse there, verse 19, we know that we are children of God 
and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. Uh, maybe it's verse 18. Yeah, it's verse 18, that we cannot be indwelt by demons if we are truly believers in Jesus Christ. We understand the gospel. We understand that Jesus Christ is our salvation. We believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again for our sins. Then we are safe from the evil one. He cannot harm us. That's what I want to give get across to you is that if you are a believer, a true believer in Jesus Christ, the evil one cannot harm you. Demons cannot indwell you. You cannot be possessed by a demon. If you have Jesus Christ, the Bible says, living inside of you. Why would Jesus ever let a demon come in and live with him inside of you? That would be impossible because Jesus, the Holy Spirit, cannot coexist. God cannot coexist with evil. So if 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 the Holy Spirit is living inside of us, why would he allow an evil spirit to come in and live with him? That doesn't make any sense. And so that's that's why I believe what John is saying here, that we cannot be controlled by the evil one. We cannot be overtaken by an evil spirit if we believe in Jesus Christ and the gospel. That's what I believe. So with that, I want to end this episode with playing uh, a, a short four-minute clip by Vodi Bakum, and he is sharing the gospel, and it is so powerful. And he's sharing this. He's sharing the gospel at a pastor's conference. Why, why would he be sharing the gospel at a pastor's conference? Because every single one of us no matter who we are, no matter where we are, need to hear the gospel on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. For me, I got to hear the gospel almost daily. I need to be reminded. We need to be reminded that we are in Jesus Christ, that we have the victory. And the victory is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I want to play that for you. And, and let's just, now it won't be on the video because it's copyrighted. I can't, I can't play it on the video. So if you want to hear it, go over to the Mowing in the Dark podcast, look up episode 102. It will be at the end of episode 102. All right. So let's play that from Vody Bauckham. No, our, our problem is this. Our problem is that we say, no, 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 no. Our problem is that God created the world. And God created man and he put man in the garden to keep the garden and he gave the man a command and he held that man to perfect perpetual obedience to that command and he promised him life if he kept it and death if he didn't and he didn't keep it he ate and because he ate because of that one man sin entered the world and death through sin and everyone born from that man through ordinary generation inherited that man's sin nature and because of that sin nature sins proceed from it and our world is broken because of that sin and we stand guilty before a holy and righteous god and we know that he's holy and we know that he's righteous and we crave justice 
But the problem is that if God gives us justice, we all die. And so that God in his goodness and in his mercy sent forth his son who was not born of ordinary generation but was born of a virgin. Yes, the virgin birth matters. Why? Because if he's born of ordinary generation, he's born in sin. But because he's not born of ordinary generation, he's not born in sin. He's clean of sin. His record is clean. And he keeps his record clean. And he obeys God's law. And because he's fully God and fully man, he obeys the law of God on our behalf in his active obedience. And then in his passive obedience, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. All we like sheep had gone astray. Each of us had turned to his own way, but God laid upon him the iniquity of us all. And Christ died for sin once for all, the just for the unjust. And God imputes our sinfulness to him. And he nails our sinfulness to the tree. And Christ dies and raises again on the third day for our justification. And there's another imputation. The righteousness of Christ is actually imputed to us so that God can be both just and the justifier of the one who places faith in Jesus Christ so that all those who come to Christ may enter in, so that all those who place faith in Christ might be saved, but not only saved, but sanctified because he's the firstborn of many brethren. We're justified and we're adopted into the family of God and we're sanctified and as his children, we began to bear the family resemblance and we're further sanctified throughout this life by the very same gospel that saves us until one day when it's all said and done, we're not just saved from the penalty of sin, we're not just saved from the power of sin, but one day we're glorified and saved from the very presence of sin. That's the gospel that we preach. That's the gospel that we need. And that's the gospel that's more than enough.